0: Listener Production. Your Monday edition of the Footy Talk Podcast coming up. Blues fans, we will dissect everything that's going on inside your football club and will it explode? We pump up the pies. We pump up Stewie Dew. We find out why Jared Wits is so bloody tall. Plus, we've got Jay-Z's top three headlines. This is the Footy Talk Podcast coming up next. Monday footy talk time, and as always, joining me in the studio to talk all things footy, back from a fresh holiday up in Arnhem Land, oh. the wonderful Abby Holmes, oh, welcome. Good
1: morning, it was pretty grim coming back to Melbourne yesterday, Ooh. but um, pumped to be back, I had an amazing week in the NT, plenty of family time, and a great game of footy on Saturday night actually, between the sons and the dogs, so plenty to unpack on your Monday, but firstly, how are you? How's your body? Yeah, you <laughs> made your return to footy, kicked five snags, yeah. if you don't mind.
0: Uh, as you've seen me wandering around, it was good fun at the time. Now so much. Uh, not so much. The aftermath and how I'm getting around, not not so well. But a bloke that he's fit and firing, yes. couldn't join us last week, just no, said, no too thanks. Busy. Too busy. Too hungover. <laughs> I've got to do a fun run. Yeah.
2: The half marathon enthusiast, yep. Mr. J. Z. Clark. Well, you know Michael Jordan and the famous flu game. Yes, I was quite similar. I was sort of a bit under the weather. I lifted courageously off the canvas and put in yeah. those twenty-three. Ks. Oh, for the for the run, I thought I was thought you were talking about coming on the yeah, podcast on the Monday. Day. I was in oh. Arnhem oh. Land no, for no, goodness' you, sake, because that was not the Michael Jordan like. That was <laughs> I'm in bed tucked up and was, I need a I'm snack. In, I'm in trouble uh, on Monday morning. But take us through. So you kick fire for operatings, Take us through your best one. Take us so your best uh, goal because I've heard you put on an absolute show with something special from the Boundary Line typical Daisy trademarks. Yeah, no, the style. one from the Boundary Line was a
0: ripper. Left foot ran on uh, thirty meters out, turned the bloke inside out. Was about to light him up, thinking how good this going to be. I ballied it uh, onto Plenty Road. So that one, <laughs> that one wasn't the one. But I, I most of them were set shots. Jay just sort of uh, traditional four, four. I was actually hitting them quite nice. Four straight to start the day, which oh. was a, a real treat after. I did feel a little bit of extra pressure too because mm. I've been sitting here and we've been talking about you know players and goal kicking, goal kicking and mm-hmm. routines right. and I stuck to my routine I actually practiced on Tuesday night oh, and I hit the first trick. four flush mm. and I was like hey, what are these blokes doing like come on <laughs> get me down to the blues get me you get me in a full forward charlie harry piss off I'm coming out no worries <laughs> the issue is of course I can't run, I can't move,
2: and if I do run, I can't move then for the next three weeks. Bear in the square. It does make a rod for your own back, though, because when you dominate like this, you're going to have a long list of other clubs trying to uh, queue up to get your services, of course. But do you know what uh, is happening, Daisy and uh, Abby? Not for the first time. Carlton is blowing up. The Blues are in a bit of turmoil, so we know about the loss again at the weekend. The fans are going irate. They're blowing up the talkback lines, and a board member, Craig Matheson, this is probably not that surprising, Craig Matheson, nephew of the Pokies King, Bruce Matheson, who went troppo in the Herald Sun a couple of weeks ago, is expected to resign, potentially today or tomorrow. Um, Just doesn't agree with the club's vision, particularly big decisions they've made. So, Carp, which has had board trouble over the past, they've had some fracturing, some disunity. There will be some more headlines about that over the next little bit because Craig Matheson expected to step down. But tell us, Daisy, what is it like... In the four inside the four walls of one of the biggest football clubs in the land when it goes absolutely pear-shaped because oh, you've lived
0: this I have well it, it's multifaceted yep. obviously there's expectation and they're a big club they're a proud club and the fans expect good results if not as a bare minimum improvement mm-hmm. and I think at the minute they're not seeing that you're hearing it you know the the coach will come out and some players will say you know we didn't win but there was improvements yep. throughout the game yep. and The fans don't want to hear that. They don't want any sort of, and it's not a cop-out because if you actually break the game down as to what they're trying to get to, there is incremental improvement throughout the game. But it's not over four quarters and that's not resulting in wins. So at the end of the day, the fans are going, well, Unless the improvement equals wins, Mm -hmm. shut it. I don't want to hear. I
1: think what's so disheartening for Carlton fans is that last year, yes, they didn't play finals. They didn't make the eight, but we saw that improvement and they were on that upward trajectory and they seem to be really gelling as a a footy team and a footy club. But to be going backwards Mm. this year, I think that's where the frustration comes. Mm. And after the weekend, look, they've only won more one more game than the Hawks, Mm. the Hawthorne Footy Club. Mm. They're ranked 15 in the league for scores. It could get worse because now you've got Cripps with an ankle, Hewitt can cast Newman hamstring, Holland shoulder. They've got Melbourne at the MCG on Friday night who are coming in off a loss as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens this week and um, if they can just dig deep and and find something to win.
0: The good news will be on the back of those injuries comes opportunities. So Paddy Dow, the fans have been, as you say, blowing up the talkback on Instagram, all of that They want to see Paddy Dow play. They're not sure why he's not. And there's obviously reasons as to why he isn't getting a game. There's people ahead of him. But this should present an opportunity. Zach Fisher was really good again. Jack Silvani, a real heart and soul player and someone you need. So for me... Again, uh, it's it's hard to continue to try and find the positives Mm -hmm. in a season that isn't really providing many of them. But you look at the list, they they should be primed. And this is where the frustration comes because, you know, you've got two Coleman medalists, you've got a Brownlow medalist, you've got a bloke that could be and should be All-Australian centre-half back at some stage in the next couple of years. Sam Walsh, who is becoming one of the better players before he had obviously the back injury. There's enough there to be going better than what they are. Yeah. And that's where the frustration lies. Obviously, you'd love some unity. As a player, you'd love the club to be on the same path from board right through. But yep. as I said, this is what happens. There's no uh, understanding or it's not okay to be uh, have mediocrity mm. at the football club. And unfortunately, that's the space they've lived in for a large period now. So this circle of change. Doom, Mm. Doom, gloom, what do we do? Well, the only way we know is to flip things around and get it changing, but that's not working. So there needs to be some sort of circuit breaker. How that looks though, Jay-Z, is probably easier to hypothesise about than actually find out.
1: If you were at this footy club right now, within the playing group, a leader of this group, what would you be doing? If you're Paddy Cripps?
0: This is where it becomes hard because... they are doing the right things you know throughout the week. I think they need to not be so safe with the ball i'd be having discussions with a senior coach about hey, can we get a bit more life into our yeah. ball movement and I think there's been a clear directive from what they did last year, which was exciting but also got scored against to when we have the ball we'll try and defend a little bit of the ground with it and it's more uh, probably a more in depth footy chat than you know just a passing comment on a podcast that but that's you know essentially you try and build the ball up and take territory so your defence is set. So if you do turn it over, the opposition can't come through you. They're coming through a lot of numbers, so Mm -hmm. you're not getting scored against. But in doing that, you're taking away what I think is their greatest asset, is the two big boys up forward. You Mm -hmm. see other clubs go fast, happy to be scored against if they do turn it over, but almost backing themselves first. So I think that'd be the first thing I'd change and the discussions I'd be having would be about, let's play with fun, let's play with freedom,
2: let's go to the what they're doing now isn't working. So mm. let's go to, let's kick 100 and make them kick 105. Yeah, The Decade of Doom, you mentioned at Carlton. I wonder whether inside the footy club, is, it, is there a situation where the players walk on eggshells, where you feel the tension, Daisy? So 2015, you're at Carlton. Blues win four wins. That was the end of Mick Mouldhouse, your man. 2017, Brennan Bolton steps in six wins. 2018, backwards. Two wins. The following year, I think he wins one out of the first 10, and then Bolton gets sacked in 2019. What is it like inside the locker room, inside the theatreette, when it's going absolutely pear shaped and the sky is falling yeah. in on your football club?
0: Well, I don't think that's where they're at now. Let's preface it with that because I don't think there'll be <laughs> any change, surely, in and around sacking a coach. That's yep.
2: surely not no, where they're no, going it's only in. when the pressure Season But, no, no, you're but we,
0: were, we were living through the real life uh, yep. scenario of any given day now, one more poor result and the coach is going to be out the door and you can see the meeting start to happen. And Mm. you know, it it does, it becomes a really, is it tense? It's Mm. tense. And the one thing you want to do is get out on the track and try and put it all behind you. But there's no doubt there's a little bit of that that goes with you and everyone just becomes a touch Mm. more insular, um, and it's you know understandable why because they do the walls close in you rock up to training and there's six cameras you leave training and there's ten and mm. there's whispers and every time you yeah. have a dinner with your family they're like oh what's going yeah. on is the coach safe you walk down the street everyone's asking and looking it's just it's in
2: inesca- inescapable um, but it is what happens when you go to a big club because that's the tension which I see play out on the field because you see Harry McKay and Charlie Kerno. With with the ball and their routines um, go out the window. They they look tense. They look mm. like the pressure, like the the ball. The camera focused on Harry Mackay when he had one set shots, and I think he dropped the f bomb as if to like to himself, as if to say, "Oh, you know, cheapers, I've got to kick this one." Sort yeah. of thing, you know. And you can from, see the tension. You can see the tension exactly right, Abby. And for, it's interesting you hear say that Daisy because he, you're oh, walking on eggshells in the inside the room, Is this going to be the coach? We need to lift you. We really need to win this weekend. Then you get the big mark and the shed on. Set on goal In the second quarter And you're all tense And you're tight And that, I just reckon That's playing out And now they've got Another tough game As you say it be mm. on Friday night Against Melbourne One of their best teams In the competition They're missing The best part of their midfield It looks like another Huge challenge So I think that the um, I, Gee it's just going to be I think the Blues match. fans Are out I think we're As a You know put my
0: Blues cap on here Against the Pies There was an expectation That this was sort of A real free hit Roll up the sleeves yep. Go out there Throw everything you've got mm. at them Yep Play dirty, you know, within the rules, of course. Mm. But, you know, go back to the old school rivalry. Yep. We hate them. Mm. Let's bury them. Every opportunity we've got, a bit more spirit, mm. a bit more passion. And we didn't see that. No. no. For whatever reason, that never came. So this weekend, Friday night footy, yep. against the, the D's, D's, the big stage, there's nowhere to hide. No. I think it actually comes at a good time for them. For, Don't I, worry about scouring away on Sunday at 4.40. No. First game, roll no them hiding. up. Roll up the sleeves. Get no out hiding. there. Run straight, run hard and run often.
1: But you mentioned the Pies as well. Such a vast difference, isn't there? Collingwood and, and Craig McRae is obviously flying at the moment. So, yes, that's obviously helpful. But they play with so much freedom. Yep. And you put them against the Blues and, yep. and what they're dishing up. As we said, you can see the tension. You can see every time yep. they get the ball in that forward 50, they're freaking out. They going, yep. shit, we we
0: got to, to keep this And, one. again, we saw Braden Maynard and we touched on it a bit. at Anzac Day. Yeah. comes out of the goal square at full back, duffs one along the ground yes. and the coach is sitting there laughing. Yes. Yeah, he's laughing like it's... Having and fun. yes, it, it is. It's so much easier when you're winning totally. and these things are OK. But I think and would like to think that if Craig McRae was... You know, losing games of football, that mm. would still be it. No, yeah. This is who we are, this is our identity and yep. this is how we play. Whereas with the Blues there isn't that. It's more, geez, we have to get better mm. but we don't really pressure. know how.
2: Vossi under pressure, Craig McRae doing coaches' addresses with a swimming cap on or something <laughs> like that. It's absolutely extraordinary. <laughs> Chalk <laughs> and cheese. Can I ask you uh, you guys about Jordan degoey because he is having uh, some season. This is a man, he came back from Bali last year. We all remember the story. He took time off from the club. His uh, career was at a crossroads. personally He personally had to confront some Issues, the club wrap. I was at the press conference with Craig McRae and his first line was, I'll never forget it, he says, I just want to hug him. I want him inside yep. the club. Mm-hmm. I just want to hug him. And that was the affection, the connection. 12 months on, right, heading the mid-season by, by again, he is in the form of his life, Jordan Nogale. 35 possessions yesterday, kicked one. Probably could have had three or four. Seventh favourite for the Brownlow medal. Mm. This is the faith of the football club. Oh, faith on both sides because he re signed, right? Yeah. Um, coming together in this um, beautiful um, sort of crescendo. He's having some season, Abby. Having...
1: I'm rapt to see him performing the way that he is this year. Yesterday, 35 touches and a goal. Unbelievable performance by him but isn't it just amazing how different personnel key personnel players or or whatever it may be at a footy club can bring out the best in someone and I think it's crazy to say this, but Jordan Degoe has been flying under the radar this year because there is so much depth in that Collingwood side and everybody's talking about Nick Dacos and rightly so. He's yep. having an incredible season. But I think Jordy Degoe likes the fact that he is flying under yeah. the radar and there's not that pressure on him that there has been in previous years for him to step up and, and have a absolute blinder week in, week out. So it's nice that he can come out here and, and be best on ground yesterday by a country mile. And um, as you said, the fact, that we're even talking about him mm. as somebody who is flying under. It's mm. its crazy. Crazy mm. to think.
0: Need to celebrate, obviously, his footballing and what he's doing out there, mm. but also the change that you speak of. He was almost going to be on the scrap heap as a player that had a heap of potential, but due to not getting the stuff right off field, was just going to end up walking away from the game or yep. being pushed out of the game yep. through indiscretions and just be a what could have been. Yep. Within the space of six months, mm. and to his credit, because yes, there would have been people that help him, but everyone gets offered help until you actually look yourself in the mirror and go, no, I'm not doing the right things. I need to turn my life around. I need to figure out what it is that I want to stand for and be known for. And you can see that he's obviously yep. got that. He's got the off-field part right yep. with all the help that he's been given. So to the kid, we congratulate him mm. because the industry is riddled with blokes of talent that yep. are stuffed up and what could have been. He's going out there now showing what we all know he could do, yeah. but good
2: to see that he's doing it off the field it as well. It
1: seems like he's in a really, really good place, yep. footy and, and personally as well, and that's what you like to see.
2: So Emma Murray was the psychologist who helped yep. Dustin Martin. Richmond. Jackie Louder at Collingwood, who's actually on the bench. You can see her in the corner of the bench on game days. She's the one who's been huge for um, Jordan Degowie and helping him really keep on track. They absolutely rave about her. She's a bit of a unsung hero of yeah. the Collingwood Football Club and that the off field aspect, the psychology aspect certainly playing a big role at in these two uh, players But will you take your hat off To Judy to go Is he allowed to go to Bali In the mid-season break If I You know what If I was Craig McRae I'd probably say yes Yes yeah. I reckon
1: Craig McRae Would say yes Yeah
2: But it comes with a warning right It comes like, with
1: some rules You
2: give him the passport back <laughs> You give him the visa back And
0: you say Jury. surely, Surely you'd give it to him And if you're Craig McRae You go look Craig I'm not going to go to Bali Imagine if you gave it to him With full trust He goes Yeah see you man. I'm off and you're like oh, no. or or What has
1: happened Or maybe you take Craig McRae with you
2: Yeah You know yes. Yes, yeah, I would, I'd Nothing love to have like a beer a, with Bly. Yeah, He used to organise Brisbane's <laughs> yeah. um,
0: end of season trips One yes. of the great dancers Craig McRae loves like, He's got all the moves he's got, go. he's got the pinball machine, he calls it the Christmas tree Where he draws them out <laughs> yeah. like yeah. shocking dad dancing Hey, what about the yes. Cats? The yes. Cats obviously all reigning supreme last year Dominant victory in the grand final yep. We all thought it was going to be sit and steer for them The entirety of this year Lots of hurdles Literally struggling to get over a few of them Key personnel now out, although we've been told that it's one man in, one man out, which yes. is a good point that you raised. Used
2: to be very system-based yes. at Geelong now that they're missing a couple of <laughs> players. We're missing a couple of players. They're no certain to make finals. So they're one game outside the eight at the moment. Geelong got dutted at home, can you believe it, mm. against Toby Green, the magnificent captain of the GWS Giants. And it's a tough run. They've got one of the hardest runs um, coming home over the second half of the season. They're losing Asava Radagalia for a little bit with a hamstring injury. You know, Paddy Dangerfield out might not be back to the bye. They're assessing him week on week. And I, I think this is, to be honest, this is um, a bit of the trend with premieres, right? And, and we talked about this on Sunday Daisy, but four out of the last seven reigning premieres either haven't made the finals or haven't won a final. Mm. So one in every second has this sort of a season. It is really difficult to back it up. You talk about injuries, the um, the shorter pre-season um, and, and the hunger. So when you win the flag, you go to every nth. The real challenge is backing it up or going to another level. In 2011, Daisy, you guys went overseas and had a massive preseason. The fire in the belly was there, but probably in the last month of the season just come off the boil a little bit yeah, it's hard to maintain the rage for two years in a row and you need so much to go right to win a premiership
0: obviously and Geelong at the minute everything's going wrong for them in mm-hmm. terms of the injuries they can't catch a break obviously Radagalia on the weekend with the hamstring Dangerfield out the old Ollie Henry's busted nuts literally um, <laughs> so it, it, it is gone from bad to worse and we've seen the, the competition so even yep. one or two players out yep. of any side makes a difference let yep. alone a handful of your stars yep. I don't subscribe to the fact that their bellies are full from a premiership hangover sort of reason. I, I think that club gets everything right. And if they do make it, and this is where I love the messaging, we make it. We're just going to roll the sleeves up and we're going to be dangerous because we'll try and have everyone back oh, yeah. by then. Yeah. You don't want to play hey, them if they do sneak the in. That's the thing.
1: You know, Chris Scott, as you mentioned, has been so system-based and doesn't matter who's in, who's out. Mm-hmm. We just get it done. But, yeah, now they are looking at the injuries that they've got going, oh, <laughs> shit, we're in trouble. But Geelong's lowest scoring first half at GM HPA Stadium since 2003. They don't lose down there, do mm. they? So the fact that the GWS Giants were able to head down there in Toby Green's 200th, of course. He kicked four. Congratulations. Right. To Toby, we love Toby. Um, Yeah, it was interesting to watch, actually. But guys, one one side that he's going to play finals this year is he had like crows. Well,
0: you can save that because we'll talk about the crows, the Suns, a little bit of Mason (laughs) Cox, plus Jay Z's top three headlines of the week coming up next. This is the Footy Talk Podcast. This is the Footy Talk podcast for your Monday, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. We are touching on now, Abs. Yes. As a proud Adelaidean. The crom.
1: Bomb (laughs) shakalaka.
0: Here we go. How
1: good was that?
0: The floor is yours. You
1: know what? The one time that I tip against them, they bloody. You didn't. I know. Shattered
2: Adelaide home. Tough week for tipping. Tough week. Very tough week. I didn't submit my tips, so I got the away teams, which means I think I got five or six. You did not. Well, whoever's listening to this, if you got one or two like I did, come and join me in the fetal position. There's a big (laughs) group of us. We we (laughs) can all rock in the corner together. But the crom
0: are flying, and it. Yeah. I get it. We talk about. Success stories. Matty Nix, from what Mm -hmm. he's been able to do with this side, the second or third most exciting brand of football, I believe, in the competition at the minute. Good call. Fun, good. Yeah hard, tough, but then exciting and polished on top. It's mm. brilliant.
1: You mentioned the word fun, and that's exactly what Maddie Nix is doing with this Adelaide Footy Club side. And Collingwood are the, the same. You look at the way that they play footy and the amount of fun and, I guess, energy that they have out there. I think Adelaide aren't far away from them, if I'm honest. And 17-point um, win against the Brisbane Lions, who are a very good side, as we know. Walker once again pops up with three. Phil Thorpe?
0: Phil Thorpe. Phil He's Phil Thorpe.
1: <laughs> he kicked two. Um... <laughs> Isaac Rankin, two goals, three from 23 disposals, 16 contested possessions. Again,
0: get around the kid. We were lining up, and by we, I mean the media, we were lining up to just hope and pray that he had a bad year because there were so many who wanted to cut him down. Not enough praise going to that... One, the Adelaide Crows for putting the faith in him, but two, yeah. for what he's doing out on the ground, he's becoming one of the better for- small forwards in the competition. So, Isaac, at Footy Talk, we yeah. salute you.
1: Yeah, I love watching him play. Absolutely love it. But they've got such good quality kids surrounded by their leadership. Jordan Dawson, another cracking game as yep. captain, but Rochelle, oh yep. my God, yeah. he's so exciting.
0: Are, um, you, are we talking crush levels here with Rochelle? Because I saw your Instagram uh, this oh, morning mate. and there was I love, the heart, kid. eyes. I <laughs> love the kid.
1: And just the celebrations. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. the fun. and you know he. It brings that's that the EPL, yep. EPL kind of level yeah, yeah. celebrations to us. But as we know, looking at the AFL ladder, J, yes. sixth position through 13th at the moment is incredibly, incredibly uh. tight. So Adelaide, their next four matches, they've got Gold Coast in Darwin, which the Suns ripping game on the weekend and, and are certainly creating a fortress up there. So that's not going to be easy. They've got the Eagles. They've got the by Collingwood, yes. But they've got North Essendon Giants. Suns Sydney West Coast twice so, winnable, yeah, all winnable. winnable games on the in the second half of the season. So, I think that Adelaide Footy Club's going to be in that top eight come. Finals.
2: Which will be brilliant. Yeah. yeah. We'd well, have to really botch it from here, wouldn't they? And I yep. think you look at their results,
0: they've taken it up to the pies as well. So there'd be a few nervous teams if they are fully firing when they do roll in. You spoke mm-hmm. about the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah. Stewie Jew, Wouses. a bit more love and appreciation for the big fella on a Monday from uh. the footy talk team. Uh. You're loving what he's doing and don't think, and almost to the point, it's disrespectful, the yep. conversations about his job and who's going to be taking it rather than celebrate what he's doing.
1: That's where I want to go with this first off is that win, I was there on Saturday night in Darwin, very, very impressive against a doggy side that were coming in five wins consecutively. But what I hate about this is the conversation already that Damien Hardwick's going to be coaching the Gold Coast Suns in 2024 because what Stewie Jew has got with this side and the way that he's got them humming along nicely, the connection piece between all three lines. uh, I think he's doing a bloody good job with them. And we were fortunate at seven to sit down with Stewie Jew over a coffee Saturday morning for literally an hour and a half. And he gave us so much of his time. And um, yeah, I really, really like what he's doing at the Gold Coast Suns. He is the man for the job, in my opinion. And it is disrespectful that this is the conversation that everybody's having when they just, Rock up and, and roll the dogs on a Saturday night in Darwin.
0: the frustration becomes again for Gold Coast fans and the footy public is that where do we allow them to sit so and the I ask Mark uh, yeah and and we talked about it yesterday if they're not playing finals this year you can't tick it off as a successful season I don't believe because they've never played finals and yes there's improvement but this is sort of where it comes from that talk and always speculation and Mm. I'm with you I love what Stewie Dew's doing I still think what he's working with is harder than some of the sides that are in the top eight in Mm. terms of what he has to do to to produce a, a winning formula and a winning game plan and not to mention that the game plan you play up at the Gold Coast doesn't hold up around the country as well because of the conditions. The consumer, there's more chance of turnover. You play a completely different brand, so they have to evolve as they go. But I think we, unless they play a final yeah. this year or in his next year, he's still contracted next year. Yep. This yeah. is why there's always the speculation, which is unfortunate.
1: Yeah. And look, uh, I think there's complete and utter buy-in to everything that yep. the Gold Coast Suns is doing. Mark Evans caught up with him on the weekend as well. Stewie Jew. This is... I want to touch on this young midfield group as well. So Matty Rau. Matt Rao, did
0: you go up there and you can say your piece, but did you get exclusives for us on Matt Rao and Jared Wits? I did. Okay, I did. We'll, we'll go with go yeah. with <laughs> your first story first and then we'll touch on that.
1: No, but yeah, Matt Rao, what he did on Saturday night, 29 disposals, 23 contested, if you don't mind, 16 clearances. Like he's Second half in particular was unbelievable. Bailey Humphrey, mm. eight games for this kid. He basically kicked the sealer for the Gold Coast Suns in that final quarter. He's so impressive. Anderson, there's no Tuke Miller, right? And I interviewed Tuke at halftime up there on Saturday night and he said, look, uh, yes, uh, I'm missing playing, but I'm probably going to have to come back as the super sub the way that this young <laughs> midfield group is playing together. So
0: Matt Rowley's turning into Joel Selwood. isn't he? Our, he yep. just loves it hard and tough. Obviously... Yeah. Eating grass, you caught up with his parents. Yeah, we had. We sent di- you up there, footy talks and abs <laughs> up exclusively. This is what we do.
1: No, it was awesome. I spent a little bit of time with the Witzes and the Rows <laughs> over the weekend. Um, so both um, Jared Witz and, and Maddie Rows' parents flew up for the game, and um, Mark Evans asked Matt's mum, sorry, just a, a little bit about. Yeah. rowley of what he was like as a kid. And she goes, oh, he's grass-fed. Like, that's the first thing she said. She was throwing out <laughs> pretty pretty the one-liners. Yeah. But the interesting one for me was Jared Witts. So I met his parents on the weekend. They're actually quite short. Correct. They're not, they're not tall at all.
0: What so, are you saying here, Epps? I don't
1: know. Maybe
0: well, just, did they come know. up with a reason as to why he might be did. so big? They
1: did. And it comes down to wheat bix can you believe it? So his dad... His dad said 24 a day. His mum very quickly oh. said, no, 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 it was 30 wheat bics a day growing up. So he would. Jesus, how's the
0: fiber intake? I know, yes. he would It'd have be 10. Shitting cricket balls. He <laughs> would be.
1: 10 for breakfast. I've
0: heard. He'd get
1: home from. <laughs> oh my goodness. 10 for breakfast. He'd get home from school. He'd have another ten, yes. and then he'd have another ten after dinner before he went to bed. Wow. Wow. So Amazing. So they put they put his growth down to Weet-Bix, Right. not necessarily genetics.
2: Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> um, and he is a big unit, isn't He's he? He's massive. Yeah, I'm not ruling out a postman sort of situation. No. No. <laughs> um, to be honest, I'm kidding.
0: I'm kidding. Righto, uh, that's it's been big. This has been a massive show. <laughs> of course, there's plenty of
2: news going around.
0: Yes. So we need to round it out nicely. Yes. With. Your top three Big headlines yes. of the week And well, what you can look forward to We
2: know we like to Fill the cup up here At um, Glass Half Full Attitude At Footy Talk Podcast Of course I'm going with Terrific Tim Everyone else oh. has been Potting Tim, Timmy Taranto He was best on For the Tigers yesterday I like it All right, 35 possessions a uh, Big bag of goals Kick four Is absolutely outstanding I know people have been Sort of knocking him A little bit I think he's on track For an All-Australian Squad berth And that would put him In the top 40 players In the year So take my hat off to here. terrific, Tim Taranto. That's an incredible performance. Yeah, well, imagine the Tigers without him. I know people say, "Oh, should they have traded?" Blah blah blah. But if the Tigers without yeah, him, maybe he's be been brilliant. Really on their uh, lemon and sass, wouldn't they? Hey, uh, this next one: feed up, feed up with a question mark. This headline we like to keep them short and snappy. Does Collingwood rest players for its trip to West Coast this week? So they sit first on the ladder, ten and one. Do they just put Pendlebury? Do they leave him on ice for a weekend? Do they take out Tommy Mitchell? Just give him a little. Now, uh, freshen up because Melbourne the week after King's birthday but game. But then the buy Because we, we saw this, yes. Mm. So Geelong last year were very crafty with their management. I just wonder whether the Pies look to use this it's game. It's a good so. opportunity to you rest think?
0: anyone who's sorer than you thought maybe they would be coming into the buy. Can- Cameron almost treat it, and with no disrespect to West Coast, but almost as if it is the double buy for your footy club. If there's blokes sore than you thought they'd yeah. be for a, and you prepare for the Monday game, because you should roll over West Coast with yeah. a
2: few out, prepare for the Monday, get everyone back. And then move on. The flip side of the coin, we've actually seen some clubs go into heavy training phases over this next month yeah. to get a bit of a top well, up that on was the fitness. Cats. Yeah, yes, they dropped. They had a small decline in output on game day because they were getting
0: smacked behind closed yes. doors. I would have hated
2: that. Mm. I
0: would have absolutely <laughs> not hated I go, that. Uh,
2: <laughs> either. And that lastly, midfield Malay. This is going to be big headlines over the next three days. Carlton is going to roll out a second string midfield for the game against Melbourne. They're going to be missing Chera, suspended. Hewitt oh. out, concussion. Nick Newman, of course, defender, but with a hamstring, Elijah Hollands. Provides a lot of run on the wing, got a shoulder concern, and the sensational skipper, Patrick Cripps, has an ankle problem. As you said, Abby, that's Paddy Dow. Yeah. Uh, that's um, Zach Fisher will come Zach in, you'd Fisher. imagine. Who isn't, of course, a big body but No, he ran right in the
0: VFL. Matt so... Kennedy, yeah, they'll be all mm. right, Jay. They'll be all right, I'm um, telling you. We've seen the patch-up players do it at the Saints. That's what's required here for the Blues. Well done. Terrific top Thank three. You. We love your work. Thank you very much for coming in today. Good we Daisy. appreciate you coming in. <laughs> (laughs) Abby Holmes, you are a superstar. (laughs) Thank you. This, of course, has been the Footy Talk podcast. Jump on Instagram, Blues fans, and leave us a voice message. Get passionate, and we'll talk about that throughout the week. Tomorrow, it's Joey and Rui on your Footy Talk podcast. Listener.